Today, I get to interview a special guest. You're gonna be able to watch an individual who at 21 took his business from zero to now doing over $37 million in revenue. I get to interview Edwin Ariave. He's the CEO and founder of Skyline Home Security, who's partnered with Brinks Home Security to secure the homes of hundreds of thousands of people throughout the nation. You're in for a treat today. Welcome to The Progression Show. We're here at Edwin Ariave's house. We're gonna do an in-depth interview today. So I've interviewed him before at the Progression Conference when he spoke at my two-day event, the Progression Conference. And today is an opportunity where I get to come to his residence, touch the place, yeah, because totally the opportunity is in the show. You're here on the Progression Show with Andy Arday. did you move here? Man, uh, we just bought this house at the beginning of the year. In fact, we owned the house right behind this one. Every morning that I would wake up, I would see this home because both homes have the same view. Wait, so you, you lived on the other side of the street? Yeah, literally five houses away. Okay. I, I still own it. And um, there's a house in front of that one and then you overlook the city. But I'm very specific with my dreams and goals yeah and my dream was always to own a home that overlooked the city but that didn't have any homes in front of it so you I want wanted you to wanted be, to have I this wanted, view right here yeah I wanted to be on the edge of the hill so whenever I'd wake up at this other at my previous home it was great it was the view that I wanted but it wasn't exactly what I wanted I always tell people you're not always gonna get your dream house right off the bat like for me I worked myself up to those dream homes Mm. You know, first home I bought was only 150. It wasn't my dream home. That's well, the one I bought well, my mom. 150,000. 150,000. Then we sold that one about two years later. It's probably one of the big mistakes I made. I should have never sold that home, but I did. And I bought my mom this beautiful home out in the Sienda Heights, that I think cost me 300 grand. And then I also bought an SL 500 with it. Um, and then that was that. And then I ended up getting my dream home at the time, which was in 2004, which was very similar to this one, but it was out in Woodland Hills, and again, I wanted to be out in Hollywood Hills. Mm. So I knew it was gonna be a temporary home, and it served its purpose for the time being, um, but I, I knew that I wanted to end up in Hollywood Hills. Now, the only reason I didn't end up in Hollywood Hills in 2004 was because I knew my weakness, and my weakness was in those days, I was young, I liked to party, I liked to, females were sort of my, my kryptonite, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I knew if I moved out here, I was either gonna end up dead or, or lose my business. Mm. So I chose Woodland Hills so I could be far enough from the distractions, gotcha. from the things that I knew. Why, why was that even important to you? Uh, not being distracted or Not the being women? distracted. Um, because I knew I had opportunity and I knew that I needed to take full advantage of the opportunity. And I knew the one thing that could distract me was women and, mm. and, and you know that, that party life. And, that's why I tell people to be successful, you have to be very self-disciplined. Yeah. Because when you start doing well for yourself, you start to get a lot of options gotcha. being thrown at you. And you need to have the self-discipline to say no to those things. Mm -hmm. Because, and, that, and, that, and I think you see it all the time. You see guys that start succeeding, and then all of a sudden they lose everything because they lost that self-discipline. That, that got them that, there. That got them there. You know? So how do you maintain it? 
for me it was you personally yeah for me i was i was just scared of being broke you know i was scared of having to go back to to where i started from and which was uh so i grew up in huntington park southeast la and uh i lived in a three-bedroom apartment but because we couldn't afford rent we had to rent out two of the bedrooms in that three-bedroom apartment. Who was living and there with you? My siblings, uh, two of them, little brother, little sister, and my mother, were all basically crammed up in a little bedroom. And, uh, and then we had other eight more people living in that home. So, so you're talking about 11 people in, in one house, three yeah, bedrooms? Yeah, probably more like 14. 14 people. Yeah. So just to be, you know, the scared to have to go back to that um, scared to you know you're given this opportunity I'm, I'm a big I'm big on on my on my faith and I believe you know God's given me some talents and um, I wanted I want to make sure I take full advantage of them and not take them for granted where you know it could all be taken away from you yeah and, and I don't think he necessarily takes it away from you but you do it to yourself you know, you, you know what you're supposed to do. You know what got you there. And then all of a sudden, just because you taste success, you, you lose, you know, you lose that humbleness that you had once. You, um, you start taking work ethic for granted. How do, you stay, how do you stay grounded in your faith? As you become more successful, how are you staying grounded in your faith? I've always loved doing the opposite of what people are doing. Yeah. And I think the more success I've gotten, the closer I get to my faith the more serious I get, because I know what's coming. Because I know with more success, there's gonna be more, again, options that are gonna try to derail me. So, you know, it's the opposite of what people do. And uh, I just, the more success, the closer I need. Typically people go into those options. Yeah, they go into those options. So I know, hey, more success is coming. I need God even more. Okay. um, To protect me, but then also to show the reason a big you know my success is you know all glory to him you know so i did a poll on facebook yesterday on my facebook yeah and i said i'm interviewing edwin today what questions do you have for them oh sweet and then uh, i have a few fans that have a few questions for you cool so let's let's bring it on yeah so michael from my facebook says give him a copy of my book and in addition to that michael wants to know how do you balance your family your work your faith and your work ethic. Ooh, how do I balance it? I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's such thing as, as true balance. Mm. <clears throat> you know, whenever you're trying to be the best at something, that I think your balance is going to be a little, little off whack. I think you go through different phases in your life. Yeah. Um, Right now, I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm equally balanced. I'd say work is still getting the most of me right now. Um, I try to just be as good with, I try to be efficient with my time. So, for example, during the week, because of work, I can't really be here for the family. I, by the time I get home, it's 8, 9 o'clock at night, my kids are asleep already. Gotcha. So now what I do is on weekends, I make sure to spend 8 hours Saturday, 8 hours on Sunday with them uh, to make up for that week that I wasn't really with them. Now when I say spending time with them, I don't just mean 
hanging out with them while I'm on my phone and right, right, right. And, you're you actually know, engaged. I'm engaged, I'm present. And I felt like that was a better move than in the past what I would I, what I tried doing was I tried getting home at six o'clock so I mm -hmm. could put them to bed. But what I found was I wasn't present. So even though I was there at 6 p.m., I was talking to them, but I wasn't present because I was thinking of all the things that I had to do at work. So I told my wife, look, it's just hard. It's useless for me to come in at 6. Okay. Let me come home at 8, 9. They'll be asleep. I get it. But then Saturday, Sunday, I'm there 100%. I'm present. Are you nervous of the relationship with your kids in the future because of what's taking place now? It, it's obviously a little bit of sacrifice that that you have to obviously make, but I'm I'm confident with the time that I'm spending with them on the weekend. Anthony on my Facebook said, "If Edwin were to start over today with one thousand dollars cash on hand and no credit, what would be the blueprint that you would follow to recreate or even surpass your success? What needs to be done for Anthony to surpass or even get to where you are?" As far as being successful, the first thing the first thing is the mindset. Okay, you you got to have the the right mindset if you want. You know, you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone. Right. So the first thing I would do is you find a a vehicle that paid me every week. So if I'm trying to start my own business. I'm trying to find a funding source that can pay me every week. Why is that important? Um, it'll get you through. Um, it'll get you to pay your bills. Yeah, you know, I, okay. I want to find an industry that is going to pay me every week where I can learn the industry pretty quickly. I want to find an industry that pays high commission but it allows me to scale at the same time. Because again, there's times, there's industries that pay you high commissions but you can't really scale that. Mm. And you got to wait six months to get paid. You got to wait a year to really learn the business. and you know, what's the point of having the right mindset if you don't have the right opportunity? Gotcha. So you got to look for that opportunity. So again, I think there's probably, there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they listen to a lot of influencers and, you know, they got the right mindset, but now they have the right mindset and it's like, okay, well, what do I do with it now? What, what, what industry do I get so into? So it seems to me that the formula for success is mindset plus opportunity mm -hmm. equals success. Yes. The, the opportunity the vehicle, whatever you want to call it, and you got to take, and then once you have it, take advantage of it. You know, so like for me, I look at my, when I, when I was 21 years old, I was making $70,000 a year, and which now is worth probably 150 grand a year. I resigned from that company to go after my dreams, and I got out of my comfort zone, basically, to go after my dreams. And a lot of people saw that as a big risk, and yeah, it was a big risk, but it was a calculated risk. Mm. I knew that my industry made sense. So it wasn't like I just said, oh, I'm gonna take a big risk and I'm gonna go make millions of dollars. No, it was a calculated risk because the opportunity was there. Um, I had the mindset and I saw the opportunity. And gotcha. you, need, you need both. You need both. If you just have a mindset but you don't have an opportunity, you're gonna kill your mindset. Okay. You know? So something that I was really intrigued on was on your social media. Mm -hmm. I saw that you had a Lamborghini on your Instagram. Yeah. Is I, that Lambo here? Yeah. I'm a big car guy. You so, are? Yeah. How many cars do you have? I have five. Five cars. Yeah. And out of all your five cars, what's your favorite? That's a tough one. Depends. 
depends what day. I mean, I love, I have a Rubicon Jeep that's lifted that I love driving that thing. I also love the Lamborghini on those days. And then I have a Tesla that is also probably the most practical car you can ever yeah. have. You know, it just allows you to do all kinds of things while you're driving, which is pretty cool. So, but yeah, I have the Lambo here if you want to check it out. I want to check it right, out. Let's, let's check, it, check out. it out. While we're going to check it out, I'll still ask you some questions. Yeah, yeah, because I, questions I still want course. to find out more about you. And my fans have, you know, asked me some powerful questions to ask you. Yeah. So one of the questions that they want me to ask is, what is, what are your thoughts on commission versus salary? All commission versus salary. As far, as far yeah. as being in sales and owning your own business, commission versus salary? So I think, you know, it's, we call it commission, but I think every job, if you're on a salary, it's, you're still on commission because the minute you don't do your job, you're going to get fired. Gosh, right? right? So nothing's ever guaranteed in life. You know, I think if you are going to go on a commission job, you have to have self-discipline. Mm. And I think that's where most people fail at so commission jobs. It's not so much because it's a commission job. It's because they don't have the self-discipline now that they have freedom. A lot of people can't handle freedom. Mm -hmm. They can't handle freedom. Right. They, they need someone to be, they need to be looking, they need someone to be looking over their shoulders. Right. And so if you were to, if you were to start all over again mm -hmm. and you had the option of a salary position or a commission position, which would you choose? Oh, 100% commission. Once you go commission, there is no going back. <laughs> gotcha. Obviously commission, there's no, you can make as much money as you want. I mean, you talk about 99% of the people that are making money are on commission. Why is that? It's what, again, it's the road less traveled. The road less travel. Yeah. Gotcha. Is this, yeah, this the Lamborghini is, this right is, here? This is it. Oh, so baby. So this is uh, a brand new 2017. I bought this last year. You know, all my cars are white. Um, this one in particular, I think is the best Lamborghini ever built. Wow. Because it just, it, again, it gives you the best of all worlds. It's practical, you know, but it's also has its when you need it to be a Lamborghini, it's a Lamborghini. It's a Lamborghini, right, right. But if you need it to be luxury because you're on a conference call or you're doing business or you just don't want to be loud, it could do that as well. Okay, okay. So it's got a button here that if you don't want it to be loud and you want it to be silent, it'll be as silent as a, as a Prius. Man. Which is sort of cool when you're, uh, again, on conference calls and stuff. So, uh, and then I like, you know, if you're going to be in Cali, you got to have a convertible. Right, right. So, uh, can we take it out for a spin? Let's do it. You want to take it out? Yeah. Yeah, cool. You want to drive it? Oh, he going to let me drive it. Why don't you drive it? Edwin, man, I'm 23 years old. Now, here's the thing. Can you ask questions and drive at the I same time? I can ask time? questions and drive. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's Go. drive. So, you sure you can ask questions and drive at the same time? I can time? ask questions and drive at the same time. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it, baby. See, the opportunity truly is in the show up. Yeah, I'm going to take off my jacket, too. So, now, I heard cool. that... You don't have a trunk. You don't have a trunk, do you? You got a trunk, but in the front. In the front? Man, I'll put this in the car. Yeah. I'll sit on this. It's all engine in the back. It's all engine. I love it. So, button here. 
Hit the so brake. Hit the brakes. Press the button. Boom. You want? You want to drop the top? Let's drop the top, baby. All right, here we go. Seatbelt on, get this thing going here. Boom, get, put, get put this mirrors out. back. The mirrors out. You know, Cardone's been in this car. He didn't even get to drive it. Grant Cardone didn't even get to drive this car. No. But Andy Day gets to drive this car. Oh, yeah, there you go, all day. So we're going to swing by my other house, see? So let's we, stop we at your other house. Just, we just did a loop. So this is my other house. This one right here. Yep. We Airbnb, now I Airbnb this thing. And believe it or not, it, it makes, well, I shouldn't say how much it makes, but it makes a lot of it money. It makes a lot of money. Yeah. And it ha again, it has the same view as the other house. It just has a house in front of it. Mm. So now I use that when my buddies come over. I mean, whenever I want to have family or my friends or anybody, they can stay at that house. It's sort of my guest house now. Gotcha. But then I Airbnb it, you know, 80% of the time. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So one of the questions that I have for you is, what is, what is the importance of being part of a grown community or a grown team versus an established company, a huge company like Apple, for example? Yeah, so like anything, it's all about associations. You know, part of success is number one, you know, putting yourself in pressure situations that make you do better than you ever thought you could. Because what happens when you put yourself in those situations is, um, that's how you build confidence, mm. right? You put yourself in a pressure situation, then you kick butt at it. You're like, oh, wow, I can actually do this, So right? can you be successful without confidence? confidence? No, no, hell no. No? You, you need confidence. Yeah, there's no way you'll be successful without confidence. You gotta be confident. And the second part that gives you confidence is associations, right? Because when you hang out with people that are doing better than you, it automatically want, makes you want to do better. No one ever wants to feel stupid. So if you're around people that are just getting things done and being successful, you don't want to be left out. Gotcha, right, right. Right, your competitive nature is just automatically going to pick up, right? And you don't want to be the one that's being left out. And again, they'll make you want to do better versus when you try to do it, when, when you're trying to do it by yourself, it's easy to let yourself down. Yeah. And you don't have anybody else to look at to motivate you. Not that you need people to motivate you, but it's always nice when you see other people doing well. It makes you want to do more. I've always surrounded myself with very successful people. This is the house where they filmed Scarface. It's filmed Scarface right here? Yep. So that's where Al Pacino shoots his best friend. See those stairs? Right there. Gotcha. So that's a famous home here that everybody loves, loves to come look at. What yeah, about, so yeah, you what? need to set yourself up with, you need to uh, associate yourself with successful people, especially people that are doing good at what they do. Because again, you're gonna pick up from them things, you're gonna learn from them, and they're gonna make you step up your game. They're automatically gonna lift you up. Now what you gotta realize is that no one, everyone's always looking to associate up. Mm -hmm. So if you're broke, you're gonna have to go through some alone time while you get yourself up there. Wow. Because people that are also successful, yeah. 
they don't want to hang out with people that aren't successful. Right, right. Right, so if you're not successful, it's sort of hard to get somebody to hang out with you. But that's where you go into this alone time where you don't hang out with your friends that are sort of bringing you down. And then you don't hang out with friends that are very, that are doing well because those people don't want to hang out with you yet. Makes sense. <laughs> right? Makes so sense. it's the perfect time for you to just isolate yourself and freaking work your butt off where you have no distractions. So it's actually a good thing because now you don't have any distractions. Clear. Gotcha. you're not hanging out with your loser friends if you want to call them that, right? That's important. That's important. And then you're technically, you don't have time to hang out with people that are successful yet because you're still trying to do your thing. Go that way because that's enough through the street. Take a left here? Yeah. Now, out of all the occupations that are available, you have, you could, you could have sales, you could have medical field. Out of all the occupations that's available, why is sales the best occupation to have? You know, again, any, everything in sales, even if you're gonna be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is you're gonna do, you're gonna need to sell somebody on why they should choose you to be their doctor. Okay. On why they should choose you um, to be their gardener. You know, whatever it is, you're always gonna have to sell yourself. Mm. So, if you wanna make the type of money that gets you to live in these type of neighborhoods, that gets you to retire your parents, that gets you to buy your parents a home. Unless you're an, in, uh, a, a pro football player, entertainer, actor, you know, rock star, the only way you're gonna make that type of money is if you're in sales. Gotcha. Because again, even if you're just a doctor and you don't have your own practice, good luck on trying to make some big money you can, right. only, you can only make employee money. You can only make employee money. So commission allows you to make as much money as you can and your dreams are endless. So and again, as long as you, let me tell you something about commission. Yeah. I've always heard people say, well, I'm scared of commission jobs because they're not, they're, they're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm scared of commission jobs because. It's not safe. Yeah, it's not safe and they're not stable. Right, right, right. My commission's yeah. like this and then it goes down. You know what I tell those people? Yeah. It's not the commission job that's not stable. It's you. Wow. If I look at all my top uh, sales agents, they all make five grand a week every week, 10 grand a week every week, 20 grand a week. You know why? Why? Because they have a routine. They have their habits. Okay. Every day they knock at a certain time. They leave at a certain time. Every, you know, if they're gonna work five days a week, they work five days a week, six days a week, they work six days a week. So based on what you're sharing, you're saying that you have to have a routine. You have to have to a be routine. successful. Yes. So, what's, so what's what happens is, so what happens is people come into a commission job and now because they have all this freedom, oh, they one day they work on Monday, then the next Monday they don't work. One day they start at 11, the next day they start at four. One day they end at 9 p.m., the next day they end at 5. Well, you see how there's no stability there? Right, right. Well, if you're not stable, what do you think's gonna happen to your check? It's gonna go up and down. It's gonna go up and down. So what's but your, every what's your day routine you're doing, like? So I get up at six in the, uh, I get up at five in the morning every day. Every I, single day? Every day. For how long have you been doing that? Uh, probably for the last, I don't know, five years. But a lot of salespeople say, you know, Saturday and Sunday, they don't want, they don't have to wake up early. Some wake oh, up. Oh, I get up Saturday early as well. Okay. So I do, I get up, I do an hour of study. From there, I do an, I go to my uh, hour of workout. Then from there, I hang out with the kids for an hour before they go to school. And 8 a.m., I'm blasting emails away. 
And then at uh, 10 a.m., I get in my car and I go to the office. I wait till 10, wait till traffic dies down. By 10 a.m., I've already scheduled any phone calls that I gotta make. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you have a schedule. Oh yeah, and it's, it's a routine every day. When I used to knock on doors, every day it was three o'clock, I was on the doors and I wouldn't finish till 10 o'clock at night. When you, when you were a salesperson mm -hmm. years ago, what were the characteristics that you looked for in the position that you worked in? Honestly, the biggest one I looked for was work ethic. If I, I, I just that, wanted wasn't that depend on you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, when I hired somebody? No, no, no. When you were a salesperson, uh -huh. what was the characteristics that you looked for and the opportunity that you were going to indulge yourself in? That you were going to become a part of? What well, were the characteristics of that of that industry or, or that actual job? Got it. I wanted an industry that was going to be recession proof. Okay. Meaning, if the economy goes to crap it doesn't matter because now people are really now they really need your product because what happens when the economy takes a dump everybody gets freaked out and now they want to protect the most most valuable thing they have which is which what? is their family mm -hmm. and their home okay and then uh there's a car behind you and then the second thing are you good are we going well just watch this car i'm going to try to pass you now when the economy is good, now they have the money to pay for all the nice things they just bought. Right, So right. we never have, I wanted to look for an industry that was recession proof. Okay, recession proof. And I wanted to find an industry where I felt like I was helping people. Helping people, recession proof. What about the money? That was the other part I loved. Okay. You want to find a job that pays you high commission, but also gives you the ability to scale. Most sales industries, they don't give you both. They might just give you a high commission, but, but you, you can't, can't scale, scale it. What's, an, can what's an example of that? So real estate, okay. for instance. They'll pay you high commission, but you can't scale that thing. Solar, high commission, but you can't scale that thing. The flip side of that is like direct TV. Low commission, and you could scale the hell out of it, but it's low commission. Gotcha. I was looking for an industry, a vehicle, that gave me the ability to pay me high commission and then it gave me the ability to scale that thing. And then on top of that, be able to pay people immediately within a week. So when we got a sale, the next week they were getting paid already. And the reason that's important is because I wanted to help people that finally wanted to make that jump and get out of, the, and get out of their comfort zone and go after their dreams. But I wanted them to have a true opportunity. Right, right, right. So right? the opportunity is important. The opportunity, because again, the number one is you gotta make the decision. You gotta take that first step, that leap of faith step, right? That's number one, right? You have to declare, you know what, I'm done with this $10 an hour crap, $12 an hour in my case, back in the day. He was making you know, 12? Uh, well, I was making 70 grand a year. I was like, I'm done with the 70 grand a year crap. I need to make, um, at, at the minimum, a hundred grand a year. Okay. But I want to make millions. So I knew that if I wanted to do that, it's common sense. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Out of your comfort zone. To go do, to go after your dreams. Okay. And then, so that was step one. And then number two was, okay, well, if I want to make that type of money, I need to find a vehicle that will allow me to do that. 
Because again, you could have the mindset all you want, That's but if you question. don't have the vehicle, then good luck. So it doesn't it, matter, you could be studying all day long, you need to be able to see the vehicle. Have you ever quit a job for an opportunity? Yeah, so at 21 years old, I quit the job that was paying me $70,000 a year. Talk about that. For this. Yeah, so I'm 21 years old. I knew my biggest dream was to buy my mother her house. And then I had big goals. I wanted to end up in Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I wanted to take care of my siblings. I wanted okay. to take care of my dad that was living in Columbia already. And the only way that was going to happen was if I made more than $100,000 a year. I needed to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So I, and I knew that I wanted to make $100,000 a year at 21 years old. I didn't want to make them at 30. Right, right. So I knew if I was going to do it, it was going to be then. Is this and, still uh, possible nowadays to make $100,000 a year at 21? Oh yeah. I got guys that are already doing that. Um, you could make a lot more. In fact, I got an 18 year old right now that's making seven grand a week. Wow, 18, yeah, 18 years, years old, old. $7,000 a week. Yep. Okay, now he I'm had on my- He a soccer in- scholarship that now he said I'm not gonna take. You know, when I, when I was 21 years old, I started my first, no, when I was 19, I started my first company and that company excelled and that would allow me to become an entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. How important is entrepreneurship nowadays? I mean, it, again, it's everything. It's number one, it allows you to help other people. Yeah. Right? If you can now give an opportunity to people to change their lives, okay. it's an opportunity for yourself as well. Because as an entrepreneur, you can make all of your dreams happen. Oh, you, can, you can help everyone uh, around you. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, as you know, I always bring up faith. Faith. You know, I feel God. That's, that seems to me like I, that's very important to you. Yeah, I feel God gives certain a certain person in a family those gifts to get them out of there, to break those chains. I believe that too. So, for instance, at 15 years old, when we lived in that little crammed apartment, every night I would hear my mom pray. And she kept saying, please bless us please help my son find a job so he can become successful and all these things that she pray about and at a very young age I began to feel I was blessed because I literally would hear these prayers every night and my mom would pray for like three hours straight wow she'd wake up at five in the morning and she didn't care if she woke us up she was just praying 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 and uh, I believe a lot of my success is really blessings that are supposed to go to her that he's using me he's to make that wow. happen and my that's why my belief level is like through the charts and you know it's just a lot of beautiful things have happened in my life thanks to where him. is it that you were raised i was raised in huntington park Hunt- so it's southeast park. la Hunt- and, and then what was that environment like um what's you know it's an environment that you know it's uh it's low income okay. you know it's low income people think differently there um how do you go from low income? Like, what's the mindset that you have to go from low income poverty to now owning a Lamborghini, five cars, a be- you know, multiple homes, and a, a company with 400 people? What is the mindset? Well, first of necessary? all, you gotta hate it. Okay. So I got tired of roaches waking me up wow. every night, and I was just like, I'm done with this, with these roaches. Mm-hmm. Right. We lived in apartments, and if you live in apartments. 
doesn't matter how clean you are. If other people aren't cleaning those apartments, those roaches are going to come to your home. They're going to bite your butt. So I was <laughs> like, man, I need to be in control of my own destiny. Okay. But we need to get a house where we keep that thing clean. There ain't going to be roaches. And it, it sounds very practical, but that is really it. I mean, there's people that I've that I know that are comfortable living in those situations. They don't hate it. Gotcha. They say they hate it, but they don't. So what's the difference hate, between the people that say and the people that actually make a change? What's the difference? Yeah. Well, again, I think when you really don't, when you really think you're better than that, and you're like, I'm done with it, and I'm going to now start taking action towards it, a lot of people psych themselves out because whenever they decide to go after their dreams, they immediately focus on the how. And if you immediately focus on the how, you are gonna psych yourself out. So and when you psych- Overwhelm? You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna, gonna overwhelm, be... you're gonna overwhelm yourself. Okay. And then what's gonna happen is, you are gonna declare with your mouth that it can't happen. Wow. And the minute you s declare something with your tongue, it's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. The minute you say, oh, there's no way this, it's uh, so stupid, man. I, I wanted to start this business, but uh, I could never do that. Well, you just said to God, you have no faith in him, or to those people that call it the universe. You just said to the universe, I don't think it's gonna happen. Gotcha. Right, and the minute you say that, it's done. Forget right. about it, you ain't getting anything. So, so you, gotta, Versus, you gotta be careful what you say. You gotta be careful with what you, you know, declare with your tongue, right? Okay. Give, tongue can give you um, uh, death or it can give you life. Mm. So what, what I've always done is, I just focus on the why and then the how I let that I let to me again man of faith I let God people I let God put the right people in front of me to make the impossible become possible and then I focus on my strength my strength and all of us have different strengths my strength was I was able to sell I was able to recruit I was able to train and I was able to lead yeah and those four things I knew I was great at. Oh, and with those four things, because I knew I was great up. at, um, I knew what one. that brought to the table. I knew that would bring in the sales. I knew that would bring in the money. I wasn't worried about that part. The part I was worried about was, how do I go from six office employees to over 100? How do I go from being in one state to now over 35? Like, how do you get licenses for that? How do you go from, you know... Um, so, so, you, so you were growing. Yeah, how do you go from, so what, what from was your 10 why? installers to, you know, uh, over 200 now? So what if was I would have thought of the how, uh -huh. I would have said it, it, it can't be done. Oh, because at the beginning? Yeah, at the beginning. So what was your why? So how it started was in 2000, for, from 99 to 2009, I was basically doing the same thing over and over. I was doing 250 installs a month. We were a small mom and pop home. I mean, mom and pop company. We were make. I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't growing. And what That's happened? A lot of money. Oh, I was making. First year, I made 150. Second, this is back in '99. Uh, 2000, 2000, I made 250. 2001, I made 350. Is 2004, that personal, personal income. Wow. By 2004, I made 500 grand in one year. Uh, 2000 and then after that it just started going, going up, up and up, yeah, up, gotcha. and up so the money was great but the company wasn't growing mm. and what happens is in life you're either getting better or you're getting worse and because okay. 
I wasn't doing either. I was just staying plateau. I began to burn out. So it wasn't until 2009 that I was like, wait a minute, I wanted to quit. The reason I wanted to quit was because I was bored. Because again, if you're not growing, you're getting worse. And I was getting worse, so I was getting fed up with the industry because I didn't believe in it. I was like, man, you can't really do this for, as a career, so let me try to find other jobs, uh, other uh, opportunities. And then what I realized was that this was, the, I was sitting on a gold mine. Wow. And then it was the mindset change. The minute I said, I want to make this my career, I want to do this for the next 20 years, and I want to build a company that everyone that felt the same way as I did about our industry would want to be a part of. So the first thing I said, well, in order to do that, I need to invest back into the operations. So the thing, what I declared was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go from 200 accounts a month to 2,000. So it's a decision. Yeah, it's a decision. Declaring it. Yeah. I'm gonna go from 2,000 to 200 to 2,000, and then from there, all these doubts start coming in. Well, how are you gonna do that? You're not gonna be able to do that just out of one office, and that's when you just put your head down and, and you say, look, little voices. F you, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm going to do this. And that's where the faith comes in. That's where the trust comes in, where you're like, I know I'm a good salesperson. Yeah. I know I'm a good recruiter. I know I'm a good trainer. And I know I'm a good leader. I could influence people. And God will bring the right people in front of me if to make the impossible possible. possible. So next, the next thing question I know, I have a CFO lands in my The next question life. that yeah. I have for you is, can you be successful with a strong mindset, but stuck in a dead end job. No way, and because the, there's no opportunity. So you need right. an opportunity to mm -hmm. be successful. And you need to realize if you're in a dead end position, because what'll happen is you that mindset is going to start to get affected. If you're in a dead end job, over time that mindset that you had is going to get destroyed. Mm. So you want to get out of there as soon as possible gotcha. and find that opportunity. So it's all about the opportunity. The opportunity plus mindset equals success. Exactly. The next question that I, that I have to ask you is how important is community and accountability to be a successful business person? Community is huge because again, when you associate yourself with the successful people, they're gonna expect for you to do better. And when you don't, they're gonna call you out on it and no one wants to feel stupid, right? No one wants to feel like, I'm hanging out with these six guys, all five of them are making big moves, and I'm over here staying behind. Yeah. You know, so. The it, environment has a the lot The environment has everything to do with it because it makes you push more. You see someone succeeding and you're like, man, if he's doing it, why can't I? In fact, Could that's been. Could you have been, done this in, in Huntington Park? Can have done one in Huntington Park. The business, the business that you've created, mm -hmm. and you stayed in Huntington Park all these years, all the past 18 no, years. No, in fact, uh, you know, at 19 years old, even you know, I started making about a thousand dollars a week, and every month I would come to uh, Mastro's and I would treat myself to a nice steak. Mm. I would treat myself to good restaurants. Um, so you, as you made money, you were kind of getting yourself out of that. Yeah, because it, it makes you want more. It makes you realize that, man, there are some pretty cool things in life. And um, the minute you expose yourself to those things, it makes you want more. Because remember, we're, and it sounds cliche, but we're the ones that tell ourselves we can't have stuff. 
So we God's positioned us in a position where we can have whatever we want. And I, that's the beauty about God. He gave us choice. Mm. He gave us choice to do whatever we want. Right? And part of that is to choose to follow him. God. He doesn't make us follow him. He, he gives us choice. He also gives us choice to, you know, have as much as you want. We're his children. And if we want to have the best life and, you know, have um, the best food, you know, if we want to be able to send our parents to the best vacations they've ever had in their life, we can. We're the gotcha. ones that tell us when we, we can, can or we can't. And then you're the one that you put the roadblock. Yeah. Your mind puts the roadblock. We can do anything we want, but it's the mind it's that tells mind. us we can't do it. That's and then you powerful. Move. Yeah. That's powerful. The last question that I have to you that I have to ask you is in the event that all this were to go away. All of this, all the things that you've done over the last eight months, you still have the mindset that you have now, which is a positive mindset and ability to declare and to go out and achieve. Mm -hmm. What would you actually do to rebuild? Well, number one, you know, it starts with work ethic, right? Work ethic is number one. Well, first of all, is faith. You got to believe. If you don't believe, you're screwed, okay. right? Believe is everything. That's number one. Number two is you gotta have work ethic. You gotta have massive, massive work ethic. Number three is you have to have self-discipline. Because again, in order to make money, you have to put yourself in pressure situations that, you know, let's call a commission job a pressure situation, right? You yeah. gotta make it happen, yeah, yeah, for right? Sure. And if you don't have self-discipline, you're done. Mm. You need to, and then number four is perseverance. You, you understand that as you're going to the top, you're gonna get knocked down. You're gonna get punched in the face, and perseverance. You don't. You're not born with it. You build it, and you build it by failing. And then the last thing is your um, integrity. You got to keep the promises you make to yourself, because that, at the end of the day, is what builds confidence. Gotcha. So in yourself. You, yeah. So when you say I'm gonna do something, you do it, and there is no excuse on why you don't do it. Gotcha. Whatever it takes, you just make it happen. And there's different ways to get from point A to point B. So if the first route doesn't work, you figure out another route. Okay. But eventually, you'll get there. And again, I love using this um, this because I've used it so many times. Different ways to get point A to point B. So if it doesn't work this way, you try you another it. way. And then you try another way. And you change it until Shoot. you get it. But you don't stop. It's relentless. It's... Um, you go after it like your life depends on it, like your kid's life depends on it, man. It's but like when your kid wakes up, you don't have any kids yet, but like, I think if my kid wakes up at two in the morning and they're sick, all of a sudden, this, this um, extra energy burst that you have that, you know, you untap, right? You want to have that type of urgency, that type of necessity level when you're going after your dreams. Okay. Right. It's it's. Um, I talk about necessity level all the time. I remember you talked about that on my stage. I love that you put yourself in pressure situations, so your urgency levels and your necessity levels get heightened. Okay. Because what happens is with necessity, if you put if you put yourself in a pressure situation, you're gonna untap an ability that you didn't think was that you didn't think you had. Okay. It's almost like when you put your back against the wall. So all is the sudden, hardest part in the pressure the, situation or making the decision to get into a pressure situation? Well, I think where most people fail is they don't, they don't put themselves in a pressure situation. So that's the hardest part. Because everything they want 
they want comfort. And in order to build something, whether it's fitness, whatever it is, you have to go through discomfort. Mm. It's the same thing in business. If you want to grow, you're going to have to go through some discomfort. And, uh, you know, I've always, the mundane, the um, playing it safe, if you put yourself in situations where you, where you sort of don't need a miracle, you're sort of equaling God out of it. Mm. And I like putting myself in pressure situations where, you know, more than ever I need God. Wow. You know, and so it, you it go, builds my it's faith. It's kind of like go big or go home. Yeah, exactly, totally. You gotta go big. Well, I wanna say- If you, you wanna go after your dreams, you have to go big. If you want to go, can you say that again, man? If you want to go after your dreams, you, you have to go big. Man. It's that you simple. Have an option. Yeah, it's that simple. And most people aren't willing to do that. So That's, what's next for you then? What's your next big goal and big dream? My next big goal is to uh, take Skyline uh, to a billion dollar company. Hey. Yeah. That's, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I want to get to 100 million in the next two years. Well, you know, like you mentioned, we did 37 million last year, and uh, I want us to get to 100 million, then 300, and then we go for the big billion. The big billion. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so yeah. much. Now, for part the of that is there's been so many guys, you know, all and and women that have worked for Skyline over these years that part of making the company succeed uh, is now I can take care of all of them. Skyline can take care of all of them. So it's not just. It's all the things that you can do with that money, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, it's funny. We had a bunch of um, our managers come in and present to us um, the executive team on different topics. One of them was culture. One of them was, you know, how could we save the money? But yeah. the idea was to get them to come up with the ideas and the plans so they could feel like they're part of the company. Versus so could, the executives. Versus the executives telling them what to do. It's like, hey... You tell us, what do you want for culture? And they came in and they basically gave a 30 minute presentation on what culture should be like and what they would, what they would like to start implementing. And man, I was just so proud of that. Like they, they- That's your people. Then that was my people and they were acting, they were taking ownership of Skyline and it made me work, it made me want to work so much harder. Mm. You know, we talked a little bit about it your whys will continue to change as you continue to grow right. and as you continue to succeed. For me, the material stuff is not a big why for me because I already have, like, this is my dream home. I don't ever want to move from here. Um, and I've seen homes that cost triple, quadruple more than mine, but this is my dream home. I don't need, like, this is it. This is my dream car. I don't need a bigger car. Like, it's now my why is they're different and they'll start changing as you get older and as you start you know accomplishing your goals but again that's that's the beauty of it you accomplish your goals and then all right what's the new goal and those new purposes start changing with 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 time a big Clear. purpose for me now is just i want to take care of my office people that have taken care of me for the last 19 the years people last 19. and then and then so mindset plus opportunity equals success that's what I really took away from you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Thank brother. You. I'm glad. Did you enjoy the drive? I did enjoy the drive, and it was awesome. Awesome. Boom, boom. All right. I can't <laughs> wait to you, for you to get your own, man. Yeah, baby. I'm going to get a black one, man. Get a black one.